Hi, everyone. This is Julia from Points of View. It's so wonderful to have you here today. I am excited to share this opportunity in this interview to introduce you to my mentor. Now, as you know, in Points of View, we talk about primary food and secondary food. Primary food being the food that creates our lifestyle, like our career choices, our finances, our creativity. So it only made sense for me to reach out to my mentor, Regine Cantor. Now, let me tell you something about her. She's a very wonderful person who was born and raised in Wisconsin. She has a Bachelor of Administration, Business Administration from St. Norbert College. She has a Master's of Education from Cardinal Stritch University. Her professional career includes work with youth ministry, adolescent pregnancy and pregnancy prevention, nonprofit agency administration, charitable foundation management, and public relations. She also is an author. She has five children's books under the name of Grandma's Books World. Also, she has an amazing book that she just came out with, Who Held the Door Open About Mentoring, which I hope she'll share a little bit about as well. She's an amazing woman who found love at 71. You got married in 2021, correct? Right. You were a widow and then you remarried. I mean, your, your story is incredible. You're an incredible person. And I'm so glad you're here today. Really? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Regine. I, I, I just see myself as a Southside Polish girl. So, you know, <laughs> but God gave me many gifts as he does to everyone else. And, but the best gift he gave me was the wisdom to know that I was getting gifts. <laughs> I'm into that. Well, tell, me, tell me, you know, tell us about your story a little bit. How did you be, go into the world of mentoring? You know, sometimes I think that we don't even know that because when I think back in my life, I would say I came into mentoring when I was um, a youth minister, okay? But I've had people who knew me way before then and has have told me I was their mentor then. So sometimes I think it's a gift that we don't even know we have but it's a way we react to people and how we listen to them. Hmm. So I came into it very naturally. It, it became part of my personality. It became part of who I am. And that's what I, that's how I look at it because I really can't tell you when I never went to study mentoring. Like I, taken a lot of psychology classes. I've taken a lot of, um, you know, different relationship type classes. I've conducted a lot of seminars on similar things, but I never um, really said, well, I'm going to be a mentor yeah. until the last few years when I finally owned what my gift was. Yeah, that's interesting. When you said you owned the gift just a few years ago, or would you say, did you recognize you were a mentor? Because when I met yes. you, that was like 10 years ago. Right. And I was- I'd say about 20 years ago, but I was already in my fifties then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember when we met, I, I was not sure what I was doing. I was kind of working as a head of a nonprofit and so your name came up. And somebody said, reach out to Regine Cantor. I was like, okay, sounds like mm -hmm. an idea. 
and you helped me greatly when I was there. And then when I needed to make a choice and step down for my family with health reasons and, you know, stepped away for a while. Now here I am later in my life. And I had this dream. And the first thing I thought of is I'm going to call Regine Cantor. <laughs> and remember what we did? We, we got into the coffee shop and you said, Julie, yep. <laughs> I, love, I love what you told me. Do you remember what you told me what a mentor was? I, I know my listeners would love to hear that. Well, a mentor is truly someone is your guide. There's somebody that's there not to tell you what to do, never to tell you what to do, but to listen, ask some very interesting questions about what the mentor has heard and what you have heard from yourself saying it, and then to help you find your way down the road just to be your guide. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's true. And when you said that to me, I said, Regine, you're a health coach. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what, what we do here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I just kind of want to walk into this amazing book that you wrote, Who Held the Door Open? And I had the, the honor of reading about these amazing women that you have mentored. And, you know, tell me, how did you think about the, the title of the book? You say a little bit about in here, but I think my my reader, my I think the folks that haven't read this yet would like to know how this sure. came about. Well, actually, the uh, title of the book comes from a very, very rough time in my life. Mm -hmm. My husband, who I loved dearly and who loved me, was dying. We were fortunate enough that he's uh, lived long enough to see his first grandchild born. That was joyous until she stopped breathing and had to be rushed into the NICU. And they could not tell us why it happened, how much brain damage was done or anything like that. My mother had, my mother was a widow at that time and she, and I'm an only child and she was diagnosed with stage three ovarian cancer. My daughter was going to be married and it was a marriage I was having a difficult time accepting. And um, I was running a large foundation in the city of Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed like all the weight of the world was on me. And I didn't know how I could even get up in the morning, but mostly I didn't know how I would ever fall asleep at night. So I, it's an old trick, you know, think of what good happened during the day and that will help you sleep. Well, I did. And I remembered one night I was laying in bed and saying, well, what could happen in this day? This has not been a good day at all. And I remember that somebody literally opened a door for me, held a door open. And that was a good thing I could think of that day. But it made me think that every day does have something good in it. And every day we can help another person because that person by holding the door helped me more than he will ever know. I do not know who this person is. I know it was a man and I know it happened in Milwaukee. That's all I know. But he gave me more hope and more looking at life in a joyous way than I ever thought I could feel that day. Wow. So you know, that really a tough part of your life. How, how did you heal from all of that? 
to get up and move forward? Well, how do you do it? You know, I have great faith in God. I had a lot of good friends and uh, my church behind me and keeping me going. Um, my children were both adults at the time. And, you know, although they were dealing with their own things because my uh, husband died when the baby was six weeks old. So, you know, they were dealing with a lot, but they were still always making sure I was okay. Um, my neighborhood was tremendous. My neighbors were the greatest people in the world for me at that time. And uh, so was my administrative assistant that I had at that time who really took care of me, got me into a support group. And uh, that I think that was when the healing really, really started was like when I got to the support group. Oh, that's great. So from, from there, you were able to find that help. Do you see anything, any connection between the, the work that you started to do later on, especially when you were working with these women as a mentor? Well, you know, it's very interesting because we always think that we get asked to do things. Now I'm a religious person. So if this is too religious for somebody listening, that's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you always think that when God calls you and asks you to do something, he's always asking you to do something for somebody else. But I learned through this that I had to go through something and God was going to stay with me. Yes. But I had to go through it so I could be better at what I was doing. Yes. And so it, it's... We talk a lot in Christianity about Christ washing the apostles' feet, but very we don't really remember too often that a few pages earlier in the Bible, Christ had Mary Magdalene wash his feet. So you have to learn a little bit before you can go out and think that you can just help. Right. No, I agree with you on that. You have to live. You have to go through something. You have to go through pain right. sometimes so you can have that empathy to move on and whatever that pain teaches you, right? right? Whatever God teaches us through that. Right. Right. So, well, and almost 40 years ago, I had cancer. So, you know, I had already started my learning process, but I just needed to grow more. Yeah. Yeah. So then, if I remember correctly, you you had worked with different agencies. Did you work for the American Cancer Association or was that the Diabetes Association? No, I worked for American Diabetes Association at one time. I did a lot of volunteering with American Heart Association, Epilepsy Foundation, um, something called Community Health Charities that helped fund. Uh, there were, I think, 40 different charities we were funding at that time. Um, so... I, March of Dimes, I was mm -hmm. the executive director of the March of Dimes here in Wisconsin. Yes, yes. In, in all of that work, you always had this, when you did that work, that work came from before or after you had gone through your cancer and before and after. after. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. After. Isn't that amazing what God brought you to? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
And and the ripple effect, Regine, do you even think about maybe the ripple, ripple effect? Do people come up to you afterwards talking to you about maybe something that you've had a, a, a small hint to help with? Sure, sure. I, I have one of my mentees came to me this week. She is getting an associate degree. She also got it. She's in her 50s. She has a four point average in this. While she was working, she was able to keep up the four point ad address, uh, uh, four point uh, grade point. And uh, she came to me and she said, I want to show you something. And she, she brought her transcript. Mm -hmm. And she said, look at this. I want you to look at this. I said, you did so well. You know, and she said, Regine, when I met you, I was a mess. She said, I want you to know that this is your work in me that is coming forward. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful, Regine. That's beautiful. Well, and even in this book, like when you start reading this, these books, you can, this oh, book, yeah. you can see these women, you inspired them. You asked the right questions and move them forward. Do you have one? I, I don't want to say you have anything favorite about any of these. I think all of these women are very much part of your heart. But do you have some right. stories from this book that you really would like to share about the growth that happened and the healing that happened? Because there's definite healing that's happened in this book. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, um, well, I already shared one about Rhonda, who's in the book, you know, and and that, I shared that story. Uh, I can give you a little snippet of each one of them, actually, because if you don't mind. No, that'd be great. Um, Stacy, I met when she was 19 years old. She had just completed her first year of college at UW-Madison, and she'd come from a little town of Shawano and got caught up in the fast life of college, you know, and she was my assistant for the summer because my, I was at the Department of Public Instruction in Madison and my assistant was out on sick leave. So they said, okay, she can do this work. I said, that's fine. You know, I walked by her, her little cubicle one day and she was sobbing and it was because she had not gotten good grades. So she was worried to tell her parents that, you know, she shouldn't, she didn't do as much as she should have. So we talked about it. We helped set goals. We worked on all of it. She is such a successful person. Oh, and she graduated. So think about it. She was struggling at the end of her freshman year. She graduated with no prop. Well, she had to take some extra classes in some summers, but she graduated from UW Medicine in four years with a, um, a language degree mm -hmm. and then went on to get her teaching degree and is now a teacher in the Shano School District, married to the band director, and the kids, the kids in that co uh, community are so lucky that both of them are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say, I in and you have a, a beautiful story of a woman who is from um, Vietnam. Vietnam. That is an incredible story. If you wouldn't mind yeah. sharing, sharing yeah. that a little bit and how you met. Wow. <laughs> she well she wasn't going to school she went to uh, undergraduate and graduate school here in Milwaukee and um, when I first met her she was in undergraduate school and 
a person she was working for suggested that she have coffee with me. And I remember her saying, why do I want to have coffee with this? You know, she was like 20 years old and I was in my fifties and why no older than that probably. And she was like, why do I want to have coffee with this woman? And so we started to talk and in the end, I helped her, you know, get through what she was going through. Just, you know, we just talked and everything was great. After she got her master's degree, her parents asked that she come home. And it was a struggle. It was a struggle. So she did go back, but she went back to Hanoi and she had to live in her parents' home when she got there. She had a master's degree, but she had to go back to live with her parents. She was um, in her 20s, middle 20s. And in that culture, she was considered what we would call an old maid. What she called is another word in Vietnamese, but it translates to leftovers. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so then, thank goodness we had technology and we started keeping up in touch with each other that way. And I went there three times to meet with her. And she's doing really well now. She's now getting her second master's degree. She went, when she got back to, um, to Vietnam, she got an undergraduate degree in psychology and now she's getting her master's in psychology. Oh, so great. she will have four degrees two of which were received in her second language. Oh, that's great. Wow. Wow. And and I'm sure she really attributes that to your support. Because where was- We're very school? close. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I humbly say that. I mean, when I talk to people, I always try to find out in, as a health coach, who are your support systems? Mm -hmm. It's very hard to move forward if you don't have a good support system. Right. Right. And- right. You know, and listening, and I'm not making any assumptions, but when she moved back home and the, from we were telling me the culture idea of what they called the word which was translated as leftovers, what was her support system to help her go back to school? Maybe her family was there. Yes, I think her family was there, you know, but still they kept bringing suitors because they thought that she should get married. Sure. But she had the best outlook too, because you know what she said to me when she said she was telling me about this and she said i i like to think i'm the thanksgiving leftovers because who doesn't love them <laughs> <laughs> great attitude that's it right <laughs> that's it yeah to, to yeah. that also that attitude that that you know <laughs> i'm doing great i'm great <laughs> yeah you know what is the last thing at dinner it's dessert dessert's the best thing <laughs> right <laughs> love it <laughs> and then a, a, a woman in town who is a very very successful businesswoman that I met after she graduated from college she was working for a nonprofit, and she wanted a, a certain um, event to, she wanted to take over this, the gala the big event mm -hmm. and her boss said I don't think you're ready and she said but I think I am and he said well here here's a woman's name and phone number. You call her, if you get her to be your mentor, you've got it. If not, you don't. <laughs> so, Is it you? And, yeah, <laughs> it was me, it was me. And uh, we, uh, she is now a very successful business owner here in Milwaukee, just doing tremendous things, not only here, but throughout the region. 
and actually reaching out into the world. Oh, that's great. That's great. And I just heard some thunder and lightning. I heard the like, thunder. It, it was like yes. exclamation point on that stage. Yes, Jean did. She helped with that. Yes, she did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, but, and there, those are just four examples. There are many more examples. And uh, there are many times that I, I forget almost who it all has been that I have worked with. I identify as mentor or call myself mentor to over 50 people. So um, that's quite a bit, especially when you think that all four of these young women, one of the, the reason they were chosen is I have been with each one of them over 20 years. Yeah. That's amazing. That's wonderful. That's something to say. And, and I remember you saying that you, you have a mentor. Yes, I do. I have the world's greatest mentor. Her name is Flora. She's 91 years old. And we still meet like uh, at least once a month. And uh, she asks me what's going on. And she asks me questions about it. And if she thinks that she, I should think about something a little more, she has no problem telling me that. <laughs> and I love my Flora. Oh, that's great. Well, I love your your interesting questions. I, I like when you ask me questions of Julie, like very simple. When we first started with the podcast, you yeah. said, well, do you have a mission statement? And I did. And you were like, there it is. Then why do you feel like you have a conflict? You know, we are talking about different modalities. Uh -huh. and, and I remember you helped me come up with this, this, this metaphor for it. I'm like, you're right. I'm talking about different modalities. I don't have to always focus on food or the microbiome. I don't have to focus always on that because it's like looking at a rainbow and only saying we're lo looking at the color red. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That health is this amazing rainbow of colors. It has to do with all of, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt, but I just wanted no, to say that's okay. all of this. It I, with lifestyle. I would Go ahead. And that's why my role as mentor is different than a lot of people define mentoring. Mm -hmm. My role, when I take you on as a mentee, I want to be part of your family life. I want to be part of your work life. I want to be a part of who you want to become and who go, what goals you set. Yeah. You know, I, I want to be there for all, all of you, you know, not just one piece of you. I'm not just a professional mentor that comes in and helps you get your next job. Right. Because all of this works together. This all works together. And if it's not working together, it will never be satisfactory to yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely, Regine. And, you know, in saying that, I, the, the big aha that I don't think you even realized, and I sent it to you in a, in a little message, it was the day I realized that, and, and I am a health coach. I work with people all the time. I'm asking questions all the time about what might be a limiting belief. But it was the day, and it, one day I woke up, and and you, you had said something, and I was, and and you 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 said, Julie, think big, think big, don't limit yourself. And I was thinking about, okay, this is the way I have to ask for money or if I'm going to try and get a grant or this is the way I have to do this. And just this simple thing of thinking big and don't limiting yourself 
helped me realize that's exactly what I was doing. I was putting boxes in place. And then the last, the trees is the last story. Teresa, trees, yeah. I had the great honor when at one of your events you were speaking and I was sitting right next to Teresa and I went back into the world of, oh, what was your business model? And she looked at me and just smiled because I didn't have a business model. And I was, I thought to myself and I read her story, her story about writing thank you notes. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, and it was just amazing. And, and that, that point I realized I'm limiting myself and having limiting beliefs and I should be open to every possibility that happens and comes through the door because it can happen. As long as I allow myself to see it, you helped me with that, Regine. Well, thank you. Thank you. But remember, you did it. I could help you, but you did it. Thank you. Thank you for that. And that's a, that's another health coach thing that I would say to somebody else. See, you are my health coach. You were my mentor as a health coach before <laughs> I became a health coach. You know, we only have a few more minutes and I and yeah. it's been such a great time talking with you. What would you like to tell my my listeners now? How can they get a hold of you? How can they get a hold of this wonderful book that you you have? Well, the wonderful book is out on the um internet of course it's at on amazon.com barnesandnoble.com and target.com so that you know it's very easy to access i make my books not expensive because i think that i want them i want the people who need help to get the book that's that's what my books are about i mean sure <laughs> let me tell you if i in my wildest dreams ever made you know the new york list or something like that that would be great but helping people, knowing that I'm helping people and that this book will help people. And what I love about the book isn't that it has my name on it. It has five names on it. Yes. And that's what I love because anybody who's a mentor can get up and talk and say, and this is what a mentor should do. And, you know, just be, but I, and I, I'll say I risked it because I did. When I asked those four women to talk about what mentoring meant to them, and they in turn risked opening their soul. Yes. So that's why this is an important book. That's why people should read it because I can guarantee that you may not agree with everything every one of them did, but you will find something in each one of their stories to help you. Absolutely. So it's a pot of gold as far as I'm concerned that we all came together to make this possible. And let me tell you, it took three long years, mm. oh my God. you know, and, and we also have to thank uh, Cheryl um, who lives in Spain, who actually was the glue who put the whole book together. She yeah. helped me a lot. And we, we just talked and now I'm her mentor too. Oh, so. That's wonderful. I just have to say, thank you. You are a gift. These women and their story is a gift. I'm trying to right. make sure everybody can see this amazing book, Who Held the Door Open by Regine Cantor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you oh, thank so you. much for coming on to this podcast today. And I also want to thank Spotify and Anchor for the platform that we have today to share this information. And thank you everybody for listening. It's been a pleasure. Have a beautiful day. Thank you again. Thank you, Regine. Oh, thank you, Julie. And I'm proud to be your mentor.
Oh, thank you, my friend. God bless you. Bye, everybody. Bye.